You're listening to the Liberty News Radio Network, and this is the Political Cesspool. The Political Cesspool, known across the South and worldwide as the South's foremost populist conservative radio program. And here to guide you through the murky waters of the political cesspool is your host, James Edwards. And we're back as uh, we are kicking off the 2024 installment of March Around the World. And uh, we did kick it off, in fact, in our first hour tonight. You just heard uh, live from Zagreb, staying up until the wee hours of the morning in Central Europe, Dr. Tom Sunichar. Long-time friend, and, uh, well, we're all friends here. No, we're more than that. We're family. Paul Fromm is family. Tom Sunich. You know these guys 20 years. You've been working with them. They've been right on all the issues. They have They've fought. all been to Memphis here with us, too. That's right. They sure have. Uh, we've been uh, all over the place with them, all over the country, and uh, these are just um, these are the best men I know. I mean, the people that we feature on this program are the best people in the world, as far as I'm concerned, and it's just an honor to continue Year after year, uh, those uh, roots run deeper and the familiarity and the familial bond uh, only grows and uh, March Around the World now moves from Croatia to Canada as we speak with uh, Paul Fromm, of course, our old dear good friend, the director of the Canadian Association for Free Expression. And if there was ever... (laughs) A need for him and his work and his organization. Uh, the time is now. Paul, hello, and uh, hello to you from Canada. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Um, your last guest, uh, my friend Dr. Tom Sunik, uh, lives in a country that used to be communist but is now more or less free. Uh, I live in a con- country that used to be more or less free and is now virtually Cuba North. And uh, uh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm not exaggerating. It, it's really bad. What 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 our present uh, uh, prime minister would like to lead us to? Isn't that something, uh, Paul? You know, I marvel at that. That all of the countries that suffered under Bolshevism and communism and that were under the Iron Curtain. You know, as bad as it was, and those people were brutalized and killed. You know, by the millions. But but. They were also inoculated from Western degeneracy. And now, who would have thunk it as we uh, here we sit now in 2024, they are healthier and better off and may be the key to white survival, whereas the, the once I don't know. supposedly advanced people in the, le- in the uh, West yes. are the ones that uh, have to deal with all this degeneracy. It's like the South. There's advantages to being backwards apparently yeah well i mean you know however you want to i think we're stabbing in the right direction paul how would you articulate that well you you know the the advantage that eastern europe has and east germany and russia is that they are still watching the american south and they they've not succumbed to the uh the blandishments of uh of diversity and multiculturalism and immigration and for quite a while uh there wasn't a lot of uh I should say third world immigration. There was not a lot to attract third worlders to Eastern Europe, unless they were being sponsored by the Communist Party. The uh, wealthy you uh, are, the more likely you are to be inundated by third worlders. That's I think that's a, a, a truism that everybody has to acknowledge. That's why, for example, Croatia isn't as bedeviled with uh, third world immigrants as other parts of Europe because they're not as prosperous as some of the other uh, parts of Europe. Uh, Europe to be blunt about it 
Uh, yeah, and, and ironically, that's an advantage. Uh, well, what what, <laughs> what we what we were uh, what was dumped on us this week by our Ugandan you got that right Ugandan Minister of Justice Arif Virani. Uh, he was an East Indian or Asian whose family came from Uganda, and he's um, he's a former employee of the Canadian Human Rights Commission. And uh, don't let the title fool you. It is militantly anti-free speech. And I was tangling with them uh, uh, going back into the, you know, almost 15 years ago. Anyway, uh, Bill 63, uh, which which has given the the charming title of uh, uh, Online Harms Bill, uh, you know, the, you, you can put lipstick on the old whore, but you can't make her righteous. Well, that's that's what they're doing. <laughs> oh, beautiful. And, and well, the, so the the the, uh, the bait here in the first part of the act deals with uh, protecting people from uh, uh, child pornography and attempting to seduce kids over the internet and so on. Frankly, there are already laws about that, and you know, I I, I don't mean to be um, hard-hearted, but I mean. Uh, 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 yeah, you, you know, uh, I'm a parent, uh, you're a parent, uh, but to a certain extent, that's a parent to, to keep an eye on this. Yeah. Well, why would the, uh, have the state do it? But anyway, that is, uh, that's kind of the worm, that's the hook, or the worm. Now, the, the, the rest of the act has to do uh, with uh, freedom of expression. Now, um, there are only a couple of things in Canada that can get you life in prison. One would be murder, uh, first-degree murder. Or, okay, um, under this <laughs> law, advocating genocide could get you up to life in prison. Now, uh, that they don't have to give you life in prison, probably wouldn't, but uh, at first. Uh, but the, that is that reminds me of what went on under Stalin. Under Stalin, you could be executed for anti-Semitism, whatever that was. Well, um, genocide, I don't know, maybe you and I, uh, we all have a a clear definition of it, but believe me, it's pretty murky. Um, uh, The Jewish lobby up here claims that the protests that say uh, from the the river to the sea, Palestine will be free is is a call for genocide. Frankly, the words are not a call. I was going to ask you, what is the Canadian government's position, Paul? on the genocide of the Palestinians by the Israelis. Keith, that's a good question. I was curious uh, on that myself, because if they're going to put life imprisonment for someone who, quote-unquote, advocates for genocide, I mean, where do they stand There'll be a lot of Jews that are going to be in jeopardy. (laughs) I don't know if it's going to apply to them, Paul. Yeah, uh, what's the position? Well, uh, uh, Trudeau dances back and forth. Of course, uh, the day after, he said that... uh, uh, that uh, Israel had Israel, the right to defend itself absolutely, and we're behind Israel. Now, of course, he's got a large Muslim uh, uh, base, so that quite gives him some trouble. So he's he, no uh, one to thank for but himself. Uh, right. So he several times uh, called for a ceasefire. Well, you know, I agree with that. Um, and uh, he gave a little bit more aid to the uh, uh, United Nations their re- refugee uh, <clears throat> efforts in Palestine, a couple more, I think about $50 million. So he, he tries to uh, um, tries to placate both sides. He, he is not a militant Zionist, uh, 
uh, unlike many in the conservative party. Uh, uh, but you know, on uh, the, the, what's going on in in Gaza, I think could could be called a genocide. I mean, when you deny these people food and water, you won't let the trucks in most of the time. People, there's a I think yesterday there was a food uh, the, the the people were trying to get it food brought in by trucks and the Israeli shot at them, shooting up a a food line. Gosh, uh, uh, 104 uh, people killed. 104 yeah, Palestinians killed I, I by the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces. Yeah, I think it would be fair to say, and many people do, uh, that what's going on in Gaza is a genocide. Uh, it, it gets even richer. Uh, the, 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 um, uh, there was a Truth and Reconciliation report done uh, on behalf of the uh, Native people in Canada about uh about the residential schools a few years ago, and and it was declared by them and agreed to by Trudeau that the residential schools were a genocide. Now, and this is bullshit. Uh, the residential schools were schools set up between 1880 and about 1970 uh, for Native students in, in areas where... For Indians, you know, in other words. Yeah, I, I was thinking that must mean whites, but I guess that means whatever small bands of Indians yeah, yeah. would have been on the Arctic tundra. In, 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 in Indians, they're like your Negroes. Uh, they're, 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 the official name changes every day. I grew up with Indians. Um, uh, the, then they became the Native people. Then they became Aboriginals. Then they became the First Nations, just like the blacks used to be called. <laughs> well, okay. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we won't say what else. They, yeah, we'll leave it at that. And then they were African Americans, and then they God knows what they are today. <laughs> what are they called now? I don't even know. They're not uh, indigenous but, but when people. You declare, <laughs> but, but when you declare schools set up, residential schools set up to try to bring natives from you know the stone age to the edge of the modern age and, yeah, you know, yeah trying trying to basically uh assimilate them into mainstream canadian society i'm sure uh, yes and also give them the tools you know the basic elementary education that will allow them to fit in uh, when you call that genocide uh, I don't hold know. on right there we, we've got a definitional right. problem we're going to take a quick time out as they say in the sports world <laughs> March Around the World continues in Canada with its finest representative, Paul Fromm. Next, we're going to be talking about the online hate crimes bill. Totally Orwellian. The Honorable Cause of Free South is a collection of 12 essays written by Southern Nationalist authors. The book explores topics such as what is the Southern Nation, what is Southern Nationalism, and how can we achieve a free and independent Dixie. The Honorable Cause answers questions on our own terms. The book invites readers to understand for themselves why a free and independent Dixie is both preferable and possible. The book pulls in some of the biggest producers of pro-South content, including James Edwards, the host and creator of The Political Cesspool, and Wilson Smith, author of Charlottesville Untold, Arkansas congressional candidate and activist Neil Kumar, host and creator of the Dissident Mama podcast, Rebecca Dillingham, author of A Walk in the Park, My Charlottesville Story, Identity Dixie's Patrick Martin, and yours truly, Michael Hill, founder and president of the League of the South, as well as several other authors. 
The Honorable Cause is available now at Amazon.com. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. We were just having a laugh, having a laugh here with uh, Paul Fromm. Uh, I was talking with him in queue during the break about uh, uh, my uh, column in the American Free Press. And the the current issue features, um, well, actually, the current issue features a an article of, from my time in Orlando with Steve King earlier this, uh, well, earlier in February, I guess now. And the next issue, which has already gone to press and which will be mailed out this coming up week, uh, features an interview, a Q&A uh, with Virginia Abernathy, which I've been doing many of those. And uh, Paul Fromm will be the next interview subject, and we were just <laughs> covering that. And uh, anyway, so stay tuned for that. You'll get more Paul Fromm. If hearing him isn't enough, we'll complement that uh, with a Q&A, a print Q&A. Stuff coming out in the Barnes Review uh, with um, Sam Dixon and Kevin McDonald. I mean, we're all over the place, Keith. We're growing like a, like a sponge. We're growing like a we're weed. We're growing like Topsy, as I said on um, – uh, Uncle Tom's cabin. Yeah, we're just uh, we're we're doing what we can. But uh, anyway, Paul, uh, we got to talk a little bit more about this. this is what it's called the online harms bill, and uh, this is actually this isn't just parochial Canadian news, folks. This is worldwide, really. It's it's a worldwide news story with the global repercussions. So this what, uh, what hate what hate speech means now. If someone says something and you hate it, then it should be actionable and prohibited by the government. It is entirely Orwellian and uh, absolutely misnamed the online harms bill. Uh, Jared Taylor uh, at American Renaissance posted a headline, Liberals' online hate bill contains $70,000 fines for speech and life in prison for hate crimes. I'm just going to read the first couple of uh, paragraphs here. In a move aimed, and this is not Jared's column, by the way. This is just, you know, how they do the daily news feeds where they get from so-called establishment sources their headlines. In a move aimed at curbing the spread of what it terms online hate, the Liberal government of Canada has revealed its plan. Hefty fines for online speech and stringent punishment, including up to life imprisonment for hate crimes, which whatever that is. The centerpiece of this initiative is the proposed Online Harms Act. 
details of which were unveiled during a technical briefing released to reporters just last week. So anyway, Paul, I think we get the gist of it. So if you say something that the powers that be and our overlords don't like, you can face fines to the tunes of tens of thousands, if not prison time. How likely is this to pass? And how does this differ from other such measures we've seen time and time again? Well, this puts us on a par with the repression in places like Germany and Austria. Uh, uh, a couple of important things here. Um, the, the Right now, the, the maximum penalty for willful, for willful promotion of hate against privileged groups, that's you know, race, religion, sex, sexual orientation, sexual uh, confusion, etc., uh, <laughs> is two years. It's going to be raised to five. So if you're willfully promoting hate, and uh, that, that could be up to five years in prison. Um, if and hate, hate is truth, of course. Hate is truth, but well, I digress. Hate is something that they hate it's, to hear. I mean, yeah. <laughs> 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 continue on, Paul. Sorry for the interruption. Okay, that's the criminal part. Then what they've done uh, is bring back what was called, used to be Section 13 of the Canadian Human Rights Act, and that was really a mischievous uh, time-consuming, resource-consuming uh, thing. It, it, it was not criminal. It was civil. A person can make a complaint to the Canadian Human Rights Commission that something you posted online uh, was likely to expose a privileged group, you know, again, race, religion, sex, sexual orientation. And when I say race, that doesn't mean white people. Um, to hatred or contempt, <laughs> whatever, whatever that was. Okay, they could fine you, give you a, a thing about $20,000 fine and uh, a prohibition. Uh, like you, uh, you'd have to uh, remove the post and not post the game. Uh, okay, there was no defense uh, other than I didn't do it. Uh, you know, if it was your post, and because it was very loosey goosey, if it wasn't hatred, well, it was probably contempt it was, if it was at all negative. Well, that's, we're going to go back to that. Uh, there's a slightly more stringent definition of hate. But um, uh, then now the fines could go up to $70,000. Um, then there's an even more mischievous uh, thing. If you feel that uh, somebody has spread hate and you might be in danger, you can go to a judge. And you say to the judge, I feel... Uh, I, I feel uh, nervous. I feel uh, uh, uneasy. And you know the minorities, particularly the Jews, are always feeling, uh, um, feeling nervous and, and afraid and blah, blah, blah. The, you know, the, uh, the, the minorities are, you know, are champion uh, victims in, in, uh, in waiting. So you could go to a judge, and if the judge is convinced that um, I or you um, might pose a threat, he, he can uh, get us to sign a peace bond. Okay, that means I won't say anything about so-and-so. But it might be again about so-and-so's group, but they can go further. They could order you under order house arrest for you, or uh, they could order a prohibition of, of, of arms, and the Canadian courts love to do that. Uh, or they can get you tested. Uh, your blood taken for, for uh, you could you could be for, forbidden to to take uh, anything that isn't uh, any drugs that are not medical or alcohol. You could be tested uh, from time to time um, at their whim. Uh, By the just come in and take your blood and f make sure you haven't uh, been violating that. Uh, they, 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 it could also be house arrest. Now you haven't committed a crime, uh, you, you, but you might. 
Now, this, that's all up to a judge. And this is a police state. Uh, and it's good. This law, this bill, C-63, has to be stopped. Now, will it be? I think you sort of asked that question. But will it be? Um, well, uh, the liberals will probably go, well, vote for it. They have to. The conservatives, we don't know, probably will vote against it. Uh, the socialist NDP, who are in bed with the liberals, give, the liberals are, have a minority, but with the NDP, they have a, a bare majority. Will the NDP support it? I'm afraid, well, well let's see how things shake out, but um, th- th- there's a very good possibility this could become law. You know, and this is Stalinism, and, and it will take years of appeals to the court to get some of it ruled unconstitutional, which I believe will happen, but many people will suffer in the meantime. And that's the point. What, what it is, wanted. Paul, Paul, what it is actually is right out of Alice Carroll's um, Alice in what I mean, Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland, where Humpty Dumpty said, words mean what I say they mean, nothing more and nothing <laughs> less. And see, that's what, yeah. see, Hate speech is speech that the left hates to hear, but unfortunately that type of speech is the type of speech that the conservatives love to hear. So, you know, it's what is one man's hate speech is another man's love uh, song, you know, and that's what we, uh, we, we need to really hammer that in because this is just a matter of who's in charge. The left is going to be so much in charge that you can't even speak. The other side can't even speak its opinions without violating the law and opening themselves up to ruinous uh, fines and litigation. And as we found, as we found with the Human Rights Act, uh, with, with Section 13 was still in place uh, a decade ago, uh, the, uh, uh, the 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 uh, process is the punishment. He, he, uh, uh, yeah, you know, you, uh, if you were charged, uh, the compl- uh, complicit media will will uh, smear you and say uh, so and so charged with hate. Um, you know, human rights commission, uh, uh, you know, will ho- hold a hearing. So already you've been smeared. Um, you either on your own or with an attorney, you fight the case. You're out money, and and it, it, even if you win, and only one person ever won. The the, the old human right, the uh, Section 13, which was internet censorship, ha- had a conviction rate uh, that uh, would rival that of North Korea. And, you know, See, when it's only- lawfare. <laughs> it's lawfare, which is not related to welfare, but to warfare. They use the law warfare, as a way to make war upon their enemies, and we're their enemies. And I think every conservative person in the world needs to realize that all of these laws are not abstractions. They are directed at you uh, with no ambiguity about it, that you're the enemy of the state. Well, here is, uh, here is uh, another uh, provision of uh, any hearing before the Human Rights Commission. Uh, you will not necessarily know who complained or, or uh, who or what, uh, which individual or group. If it's decided that, uh, that the, the, the revelation of this knowledge to you as the defendant or to the public uh, might uh, cause, uh, put them in danger of harassment or, or other problems. Well, 
you, you know the the the, uh, the crybabies of the uh, uh, of the woke. They're, they're always uh, a, in a state of fear. Uh, or they certainly are up here. High um, dudgeon. Uh, and also, that would be up to the decision maker. They, 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 they ironically call him the member. <laughs> the member, but okay. But, uh, <laughs> the, the remember. The, 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 the member, but the judge. Let's just say the judge. Um, to decide. Now, they're all, they are appointed for the, uh, the human rights, uh, you know. Tribunals are appointed because of their special knowledge of and sensitivity to human rights. And that doesn't include freedom of speech. Hold on right there. Hold on right there. We're talking with Paul. Canadian Association for Free Expression, CAFE. If ever a hero by the name of Paul Fromm was needed in Canada, it is now. We're talking about the Online Harms Act, so-called. Uh, CAFE, you do not want to patronize. <laughs> we'll be right back. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Corey Myers. Soon, thousands of hours of security footage from the 2021 Capitol riot will be made public. USA's John Schaefer has the details. House Speaker Mike Johnson has announced the release of 5,000 hours of video from the U.S. Capitol grounds. The Speaker has changed course from the original plan to blur the faces of rioters, citing logistical challenges. The initial batch of footage is now accessible on the video platform Rumble, with more expected to be released over the next few months. For now, the risk of a government shutdown has been averted. Again, President Biden has signed a government funding bill extending the deadline further into the month. In the following weeks, lawmakers will need to reach an agreement, though, to pass several appropriations bills. That legislation extends one funding deadline to next Friday and another to March 22nd. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has rejected a bill designed to redistrict children's access to social media platforms. As much as I think it's harmful to have people on on these social media platforms for for five or six hours a day, a parent can supervise a a kid to use it more sparingly. Despite overwhelming support in both the House and Senate, DeSantis said he has a discomfort with its wording. Lawmakers will revisit the issue on Monday with a revised bill. Two leading pharmacy chains in the U.S. set to commence sales of abortion pills, possibly this month. Walgreens and CVS will offer mifepristone at select pharmacies in states where it's legally permissible. Both chains have received FDA certification to dispense the pill. That's according to separate statements. This is USA News. I'd like to introduce you to our new sponsor, Get the Tea. Get the Tea carries all-natural, non-GMO organic teas and supplements made in the USA. Get the Tea's ingredients are the purest available. My favorite is Life Change Tea. Life Change Tea is a gentle daily cleanse containing 12 herbs that, when combined, really keep things moving. I drink it every day, and my energy has never been better. I'm feeling great. Life Change Tea comes in three delicious flavors, natural, peppermint, and pomegranate. It's an easy and delicious way to keep your digestion on track. And for those on the go, try D365. D365 is Life Change Tea in a Capsule. 
drink the tea, or take D365 capsules and keep your digestion running smoothly. Go to GetTheTea.com and enter discount code USA to get 10% off any size order. That's GetTheTea.com, discount code USA for 10% off your order. Hey there, TPC family. This is James Edwards, your host of The Political Cesspool. Folks, I want you to subscribe to the American Free Press, America's last real newspaper. Against all odds, AFP has and continues to publish a populist, independent print newspaper with an unparalleled track record. Founded by a dedicated group of experienced patriots, AFP pulls no punches and tackles the most controversial and pressing issues facing America from an America First perspective. I've worked with the American Free Press since even before the beginning of TPC. Now that's something. You can subscribe to the print edition by visiting AmericanFreePress.net today or simply pick up a handy digital edition subscription. However you do it, subscribe to the American Free Press, America's last real newspaper, by visiting AmericanFreePress.net or by calling 1-88-699-NEWS, AmericanFreePress.net. Hello, TPC family. It's James, and I've got to tell you that I sleep better at night knowing that there are organizations like the Conservative Citizens Foundation. The purpose of the Conservative Citizens Foundation is to promote the principles of limited government, individual liberty, equality before the law, property rights, law and order, judicial restraint, and states' rights, while at the same time exploring the dangers posed by liberalism to our national interests and cultural institutions. The Conservative Citizens Foundation also seeks to educate the public on the dangers of extremist ideologies like critical race theory and cultural Marxism. I've worked with the good people at the Conservative Citizens Foundation for many years and their work comes with my complete endorsement. For more information and to keep up with all the latest conservative news headlines, please check out their website, MericaFirst.com That's M-E-R-I-C-A 1-S-T.com MericaFirst.com We're back now, ladies and gentlemen, with the pride of Canada, Canada's favorite son, Paul Fromm, and certainly our favorite son from Canada. Paul has uh, endured a lot of inconveniences, hardships for our people. He has been right on all the issues all of his life. We have known him since before the show began. I met Paul. Uh, our favorite son from the land of the uh, never-ending sun up there. The, the great white north. Uh, <laughs> I met Paul, one of the few people I could say this about. I met Paul. Even before the show started, it was uh, in the spring of 2004, the first time Paul and I met, and we have been fast friends ever since. That is 20 years now, Paul. Does it seem that long? That's one-fifth of a century. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty uh, – just before we leave that topic, uh, the, you know, you uh, you wonder – or I think you we, we hear hate or hate speech. Yeah. We normally mean – speech that the, the accuser hates. Well, here's the definition. Um, uh, hatred means the emotion that involves detestation or vilification and that is stronger than disdain or dislike. Uh, for greater certainty, the communication of a statement does not incite or promote hatred uh, for the purposes of this section solely because it discredits, humiliates, hurts, or offends. I don't know. Uh, 
hatred means detestation of vilification, but it's stronger than disdain or dislike, and it has to be more than discrediting, humiliating, hurting, or offending. Um, I, 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 I think you, you could go around in circles uh, trying to figure out, well, does this create the detestation or vilification? Well, vilification means to, uh, to portray somebody as a, as a bad person. Well, well, what would you call a child? Uh, well, uh, well, what would you call that uh, Venezuelan degenerate who uh, battered to death uh, that young nurse in uh, in uh, Georgia uh, last week? Uh, yeah. Well, look, hey, Paul. Wait, Paul. Wait, it, it comes in the courts now. You know this. We talk about this all the time. It comes down to whose side are you on? If you are a black who says, as we saw in the Waukesha Christmas Parade massacre, you're looking for victims to kill because they're white. You're not going to catch hate crimes charges. They don't want to charge you with anything. But if they have to, they're not going to probably, probably try to give you a medal. They're not going to give you the hate crimes enhancement <laughs> uh, that only exists for people like us. And when it comes to all of this stuff, it's going to be selectively and arbitrarily applied. It's not going to be uh, applied equally. We know that. I would ask you this. I mean, and your guess is more informed than ours. And you said you don't know exactly how it's going to land, but there's a chance that it could pass. What we're talking about now is not yet law in Canada, although if it becomes law, I guess we'll have to begin to communicate with Paul Fromm with carrier pigeons and, and smoke signals because uh, he already can't travel to the United States. <laughs> and uh, at, at, that, at this point, I don't even know what we would do. But uh, if you had to put a percentage on it, how likely is this to pass? 50%, 50-50, 75-25? Uh, where, 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 where do we stand here? Well, it's coming in already. I mean, it's only been public for, I think, four days. It's getting a lot of criticism. Uh, and uh, good. Uh, they, there may be enough pressure to get, get them to back off. The other thing that could work in our favor is the uh, parliament is very much backlogged, and it, it may not, uh, you know, it, it may not get debated for a long time. It may even die on the order paper. A, pre- a previous uh, bill along the same lines, uh, uh, trying to deal with so-called internet harms. Uh, never did get voted on uh, uh, in uh, 2021. So, uh, you know, I, I don't want to, uh, you know, hold out false hope, but it's something we are going to absolutely <clears throat> have to fight. I, I must say, I, I feel a certain <clears throat> uh, resentment at the fact that that uh, murdering degenerate got into your, from Venezuela, got into your country, was twice apprehended and twice let go. And I can't go to the United States. Uh, uh, there is something seriously wrong in the in, in the United States. And, and, exactly. And so I mean, you know, for years now, I used to we used to get together all the time, Paul, for events. And you I been, still have books that you I bought at your uh, uh, get together at the Shoney's at. I I have been everywhere with Paul from, uh, including the backroom meeting. Private venues at Shoney's, yeah. I mean, wherever people would gather, he would come, and he toured extensively across the United States. Back, yeah. It's it is offensive. It absolutely is offensive. This isn't a joke. That a man, an upstanding man like Paul, a man of honor like Paul Fromm, cannot travel into the United States. He is banned from traveling to the United States for what reason? For no reason. What they're actually doing is they are banning uh, differences of opinion because one man's of you know 
pleasure is another man's poison. No tolerance for the diver- – they're not tolerant. They don't even like – you know, they're not tolerant of the diversity of opinion. We say that time and time again. Yeah, what they want to do is they want to uh, stop – you know, what is hate speech to somebody is love speech to someone else. Well, uh, it was serendipitous that we had Paul on tonight because uh, we had uh, booked him right on the cusp of this becoming such a big global story. And uh, so here we are now. And I'm looking again at the map. Um, we're talking about the online harms bill. I want to transition in the final segment we have, and, and time is fleeting, Paul. But I do want to talk, uh, at least touch on, we can't talk about it as comprehensively as we've talked about the online harms bill, which has taken up the first three quarters of this hour. And rightly so. This is global news. This is big news, folks. This is a terrible precedent Look, for the West. Censorship is the big issue in America and in the world right now. If they're able to, right, right now there's a bill there's a case in front of the U.S. Supreme Court where they are basically trying to uh, uh, do away with a te- Texas law that says that the Internet is a free speech zone, and they want to be able to censor everything. They want to control it just like you do your daily newspaper. They don't want it to be like the U.S. Mail where you can send anything you want to to anyone else without penalty. All right, let me ask you this, uh, Paul. Yeah. Well, go, go ahead and respond to Keith. No, I, I, well, not exactly a response, but <clears throat> I, I think um, what what, um, uh, what what really drove the the government around the bend. First of all, extensive pressure from the Zionist lobby uh, for you know, more control of spe- online speech. Uh, but they're they're still reeling from the truckers' freedom convoy. The fact that working class Canadians. Yes. Whom they have nothing white working class Canadians for whom they have nothing but contempt managed to organize so amazingly they brought thousands to Ottawa and they stayed um, they, they, they couldn't believe this and a lot of that was organized over the internet so the, uh, the, they want to um, the, 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 uh, the, they want to crack down on, on freedom uh, it has nothing to do with protecting vulnerable vulnerable minorities or whatever well what what they have done paul they have basically been unable to cope with the internet back in the days like james was saying uh to someone just the other day when you just said abc nbc cbs and we were reduced to putting flyers under windshield wipers on people's cars they loved that that was a wonderful uh free speech uh (laughs) situation but then on the other hand now you can have a medium-sized blog or uh, podcast that has more of an imprint or more of an influence on people than the New York Times, and they don't know how to cope with that, and they're trying to shut it down because we now, with no, the no, Internet, no. have true, uh, uh, you know, a, a democratic uh, freedom of speech type of uh, a regime in which we can operate, and they just... And, and we can basically, based on the popularity of your ideas, not the uh, size of your pocketbook, you can control public opinion, and they just absolutely will not tolerate it. Yeah, uh, for once, <clears throat> we in the patriotic movement weren't um, uh, two technologies behind times. Uh, this, <clears throat> a lot of people <laughs> with, with our views caught on quickly to, to the uh, to the. Um, power of the internet and a good friend of mine uh, uh, was among the first up in Canada to have a, 
uh, I think it was called a message board uh, 20 years ago. Uh, it's called the Freedom Site. Mark Lemire, he's one of the ones who was persecuted by the Canadian Human Rights Commission, and he won. He's the only guy who ever won. Um, uh, but, but, you know, we, uh, you know, we not necessarily me. because make I'm that mistake again. Te- technically backward, but, oh, they, they are... Uh, they are just uh, 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 livid over you know because ordinary people can can do the can work on the internet. Uh, it's not the days where you had to have a couple million dollars to start a little newspaper or, or whatever. And you're exactly right that you know 25 years ago, if we objected to something, okay, we mimeograph some leaflets and go and hand them out, and you, you know, I mean, that did some good, but it's very labor intensive and. Um, not always that great. Not you know, very effective. Lot, no, uh, you know, uh, the best we could do, but, uh, uh, you know, the, the times have changed, and they're, they're, they hate that. Not reaching as many She's people. on the other foot now, and we've got the upper hand. Not reaching as many people as we're reaching tonight, and uh, thank God for that, and uh, thank God for people like Paul Fromm and the people we're featuring as our March Around the World 2024 my favorite month of the year on TPC. I love this series. From Croatia to Canada. We're in Canada now with Paul Fromm. We'll be back with him one more second. Rapid fire. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise from flags to T-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com where you can meet all of your Southern needs. While you're waiting, drop by our Confederate corner for a free cup of coffee and good conversation. Remember, there are no strangers here, just friends who haven't met yet. Dixie Republic, we're not just a roadside attraction, we're a destination for our people. For more information, visit DixieRepublic.com. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Back with Paul Fromm here as we kick off March Around the World for the entirety of this month. We'll be talking with uh, our, the West's finest leaders, elected officials and representatives. Two of the very best tonight, Tom Sunich, Paul Fromm. 
Uh, and it will continue next week when Nick Griffin rejoins us uh, from England. He is in Italy tonight. I was texting with Nick earlier today. He was denounced just this week by the sitting uh, prime minister of the UK, this uh, East African Indian Pujambi. I, I thought he was from the subcontinent of India. But well, I his parents be. were born. No, they they are, but they were, his parents were born in Africa. And uh, anyway, it's it's a it's a. It's, they seem to have really found a foothold over there. The mayor of uh, London is another guy from the subcontinent of India. Anyway, uh, he'll be on next week. He is in the news in a big way, and we'll talk uh, to him about his visit to Italy this week. Next week, when he appears live from London, and why he was denounced by the sitting prime minister. What's that all about? You know, uh, Nick Griffin may have to be the white people's, uh, uh, what would you call it, Mahatma Gandhi. (laughs) Go, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure he would appreciate that. We'll keep telling him that next week when he's on. But no, Nick, Nick's great. I love Nick. Uh, Nick and I talk uh, pretty frequently. Anyway, let's play some rapid fire with Paul Fromm right now. Paul, we got to make it rapid because we don't have a lot of time. Uh, and there's a couple of issues I want to get to. Let's put a pin in the on, the so-called online harms bill. We've got uh, about eight minutes remaining. We've got a ton of ground to cover. I would like to mention, uh, uh, by the way, that we are coming up on the one-year anniversary that yours truly, Paul Fromm, Tom Sunich, our guest in the first hour of tonight's show, and our mutual friend and a friend to all here at TPC, Kevin McDonald, our one-year anniversary of being banned from Twitter. It happened to... All of us at the same time on the same day. Uh, Paul, give me 30 seconds. Uh, you're still banned from Twitter when you're on. Uh, yep, still banned. And uh, we did retain a, a lawyer in Los Angeles, uh, a very high-powered man who uh, tried reached out to uh, Twitter to, uh, to, and tried to talk to their legal department. And get, uh, but long story short, uh, nothing happened. Nothing worked. Uh, we're still, that had I'm to still come banned. Sh- Straight from the top. I mean, obviously, that was something, you know, they say deep state. I don't know what that was, but I had never, I don't know about you, Paul, but I, I assume it's true for you as well. I never got a warning. I'd never been suspended. I never quarreled with other users. This was uh, this was a hatchet job big time. Yeah, I tell you what, uh, Paul, you were public enemy number one. like they used to <laughs> And hey, James was number uh, two, I, and I, Kevin I, was number three. And Tom Sunich, uh, number I, I four. Think, uh, frankly, what happened is all five of us, I think there were at least five of us, maybe more, were on some sort of hit list handed to uh, Twitter by the usual suspects, probably the ADL, and we just got banned on that basis, as you say. Remember when the Chinese had the gang of four? You guys were the gang of five. <laughs> I'll tell you what, uh, no, there's no company I'd rather... I'd rather be in, and I'll tell you this, if they send us to prison, just let us be cellmates. That's my only, only request. That way we can enjoy it. But uh, let's, let's talk about this. I'm looking, again, I'm fascinated by maps. I was looking at the map of the Balkans when Tom Sunich was on in the first hour, and I'm looking at Canada now. And, you know, Tom's, uh, Tom shared with us an interesting fact, Paul, that even I perhaps I should be embarrassed to have not known this, but he said even after Germany surrendered in World War II, Croatia still fought for the cause of the Axis, and I did not know that. Uh, they fought on a little longer even than Germany, and that uh, that's magnificent. 
in, in a way. But uh, I, I was looking at the map of the Balkans, and uh, I'm looking now at the map of, of Canada. And it was interesting to, to read that 90% of the Canadian population lives within 100 miles of the American border. And you're looking at all of these provinces from Quebec, Ontario, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, British Columbia, uh, British Columbia up to the Yukon and the Northwest Territories and on. Uh, there's a couple of others. Are there any provinces that stand out above the others in terms of they're doing the right thing as far as our people or the native uh, Canadian people are concerned, the white Canadian people? Obviously, when I think of Canada, I think of whites. Are there any provinces that are doing a better job than the others? Are they all being brought down by Ottawa? What's going on here? Well, on the very, very vital immigration front, as you know, I have two major issues. Yes. Free speech and immigration, not enough free speech and too much immigration. Uh, the, the only problem <laughs> that's, that's making any headway is Quebec. They have uh, they've basically said we're full, we're being swamped. But it's mostly by the so-called refugees. Uh, we can't take any more. Uh, most other provinces, well, they, most other provinces have not done very well. Um, one of the, th you know, you think that a nation as big as Canada might have many problems, but it wouldn't have a housing problem. Well, we do. We have absolutely out-of-reach uh, housing pri uh, prices. And the major reason, and that's even coming across now in the mainstream press, and mainstream uh, commentators from the uh, economists for the big banks and so on are saying, well, uh, Trudeau kind of went overboard uh, and with with immigration. We, we, we took in over a million people last year, half of them immigrants, the other half uh, people with uh, te temporary rights to be here, uh, uh, students, uh, on, people on students' visa, and people called temporary work born workers. And th th they're just simply maxed out the housing. Housing is absolutely unaffordable. Um, uh, I'll throw out a figure. Um, in, in, I'm, I'm in a smaller city, I'm not, it's not Toronto, not Vancouver, uh, but a uh, one bedroom would be would start at a uh, one bedroom apartment would start probably at fifteen hundred, maybe seventeen fifty a month. Now, now see, uh, Tom, that, uh, Paul, that, that's incredible because you look at the land mass of Canada, and it it, it may be huge. Smart. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, there's no shortage of yeah. land, but there's a shortage of of housing. Uh, yeah, shortage of uh, cold weather up there either. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Uh, our own um, uh, a major government body uh, estimated that the current rate that we're building houses, it, it, uh, it would take us decades to 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 make up the the, uh, the deficit, and yet they keep bringing more and more people in. I mean, this is it's, this is seeping through to even through. Uh, a fair number of mainstream people, but this is madness. But uh, but our our federal government is addicted to several things. One of them is repression. Another is mass third world immigration, and the third is is Greta Thunberg's uh, hatred of uh, of the carbon industry. <laughs> I've got the solution for you. I've got the solution to your immigration problem, uh, Paul. Allow free immigration, <laughs> but you have to go through the North Pole into that, uh, <laughs> well, that big is, red area. They're right? called alert up there. I don't even know. I've never even heard of this province. 
it's orange on the map we're looking at here in the studio, but it goes up to the Ar- Arctic Circle and <laughs> yeah. hugs yeah, yeah, Greenland. Yeah, yeah. You, you can, you can uh, settle there <laughs> to your heart's content. <laughs> well, in any event, hey, th- hey, folks, if you want to know more about what's going on in Canada with regards to immigration, stay tuned to the American Free Press. You know, they are a publication that is uh, very closely connected to TPC here. And uh, Paul Fromm and Tom Sunich are going to be forthcoming features in American Free Press. We just interviewed Virginia Abernathy, uh, Sam Dixon, Kevin McDonald going to be in uh, the Barnes Review in the next couple of issues. So uh, we are saturating that with fantastic content with regular guests and friends here on TPC. But with only a minute remaining, Paul, uh, we didn't cover immigration nearly enough. But let me ask you this, just five seconds on this. America, 60-40 white, maybe. Uh, what what portion of Canada is white? What percentage? Just a quick answer. Um. Uh, 78 to uh, uh, 22. Okay. Well, to us, that sounds like... The cold weather saves you. Well, that that sounds like heaven to us, but I know that's not nearly good enough. But but falling fast. Yeah, that's the key. That's the key. All right. We'll talk more about that with Paul in the American Free Press. Paul, with a minute remaining, a little bit of good news, although it's a bit of morbid good news, uh, passing of uh, former Prime Minister Brian Mulroney. Why do we not uh, accept celebrate that? him? Why, yeah, why do we not celebrate him? Oh, okay, well, he, uh, uh, you know, there are different points of view on this. He brought a free, a free trade agreement, uh, uh, but the, the but as a white nationalist, what I detested him for was that he was the. Uh, the main instigator of the attack on South Africa beginning in 1992. He was a, a, a bee in his bonnet on this, and apparently, at least the, to the, according to the people up here, he persuaded Margaret Thatcher and Ronald Reagan, with, with whom he had a great relationship, uh, to really turn on South Africa, demand the, uh, uh, the release of that uh, arch-communist Nelson Mandela, and um, uh, he, he just hated white South Africa, and apparently, I didn't learn, I only learned this the other night when they were doing a lot of, uh, uh, you know, uh, recaps of his life. The Queen was also in on this. The Queen, uh, you know, supposed to be a head of state uh, above politics, but she hated South Africa too, so she and Mulroney got on well, uh, and uh, they apparently, according to what's being told up here, persuaded both Maggie Thatcher and Ronald Reagan to to join the uh, uh, the root party against South Africa. And for that, I will always detest him. There you go. I mean, this is a guy who honored and celebrated the international terrorist, Nelson Mandela. He has passed. It's like John McCain. John McCain had like 13 funerals. I think Rosa Parks had that many state funerals. <laughs> the worse you are, the more funerals you get. And uh, so, we look, I don't, I'm not like the, the left. When one of our heroes dies, they say, rest in piss, rotten hell. All of that stuff. I don't do that, but I don't mourn either when a traitor to his people, a traitor to his nation passes away. Meanwhile, let's try to boost immigration to Ellesmere Island up there <laughs> off of Greenland. Yeah. Well, 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 I'm all for that. Uh, and that's the <laughs> All right. Hey, listen, folks, subscribe to the American Free Press. We're going to have a print interview with Paul Fromm in uh, the very next issue. Tom Sunich, after that, we got to go. We'll be right back.